This week on Intrigued Full Effect. So at this point, I just feel like people should just know that if it's mine this time, it could be yours next time. So what you want, what would you want to do with somebody to do for you? Help do that for somebody else. I'm Shandrea Thomas and welcome to episode 41 and the season three finale. This is also an urgent missing persons episode. I was contacted by missing persons advocate Theta Person about 22-year-old Jarius McGee, who's been missing since September 13th of this year. He was last seen outside of his mother's home on Jesse Jackson Avenue in Hillsdale, Missouri. And get this, it's less than five minutes from the local police department. All he had with him is his cell phone, his ID, wallet, and money were left inside of the home. His mother, Shamika, is praying and hoping for any information that can lead her to her son's whereabouts. So let's get straight to it. This is what happened. Tell me the last time you saw your son, what's happening? When did he disappear? And where was he last seen? We, he was here at the house on Monday, on September the 13th. And I left to go to the, to the store and come back. And when I came back, he was gone. We were supposed to go get a COVID shot. So I didn't think nothing of it until maybe Wednesday when nobody had heard or seen from him. And all his belongings and everything were still here. So that's when I began to get worried because it's not like him to not call me or text me or say, hey, mom, I'm, uh, what you doing? Are you at work or whatever? So moving forward, I got to work Friday, got off work, and I went to make the police report. And once I made the police report, I thought that they had done everything at that point that they were supposed to have been doing. But yet after that, I can't even tell you what he have on. You know what I mean? Because I didn't see him leave and i've asked for them to uh pay the hillsdale police department i've asked them to literally you know question the the uh, the neighbors you know what i'm saying because from what my understanding is he was last seen with a particular neighbor that stays next door to me they kind of came up with a scenario that at first they were saying that the guy was gone out of town and now then they're saying like oh no he's not out of town he's in the house he was asleep like it's just been a big ball of confusion the family says they filed the missing persons report on september 17th then hillsdale police posted a missing persons message on the department facebook page on september 22nd i reached out to the police department about the case and i'm still waiting to hear back i'm also told by the family that they recently got a very interesting lead and now police are investigating i normally get up around 11 because i, I literally work I do security. So I do work from like three o'clock in the evening to maybe 1130 at night. Sometimes it's later. Um, so I don't get up until around 11. And it was like around 11 that morning when I saw him sleep, you know, and he had a pallet in the living room on the floor and I saw him sleep there and I was messing with him and I was telling him to go ahead and get up so that we can, you know, begin the day so he can go on up there and get his shot because I told him like, you got to hurry up so we can get the shot because I was getting my second shot. And it just, I left and came back and then he was gone. And the normal things that a person would take with them on a daily basis, such as your charger and money and, you know, things like that, was it's here. His ID, everything, it's here. So it didn't seem right to me. But at first I didn't really pay attention to it until Wednesday when nobody still have yet to see or hear from him. It looked as though he made a, got a phone call. This is what, this is me just guessing. It looks as though... He got a phone call, and once the phone call came through, he stepped outside with the intent of coming back in, you know. But 
he and he never came back in. He has his cell phone. He has his cell phone with him. And we I had been calling and calling him, but by the time Friday evening came, it was dead. Okay, so you tried to call his cell phone. So he's not on your plan, so you can't really track it. He has his own separate separate right. plan. Okay, and I'm right. guessing police haven't haven't tried to ping his phone or anything like that at this point. Pretty much everything that has been done, myself, family members, and Miss Uphill has been helping us. We've been in baking apartment. We've been in fields. None of his friends have seen or heard from him. They're all coming over every day crying and worried about him. And it's like, this is unusual for Jerry. He would at least call his baby mama. He has a one or two couple of kids. He has one daughter. She's four. And then there's a, then we call her the bonus baby. Because that's my baby. <laughs> And then, you know, he, he, he still, he still, you know, he talks to them, FaceTime them every day. There hasn't been a FaceTime. So okay. she's like, she's, she's kind of worried because she's used to it. Tell me about your son. Tell me about his circle. Where did he work? What did he do? Is there anyone that you can think of a reason why someone would want to do any harm to him? Because it sounds like he was just going about a regular day. He was working for, um, a, he was doing home health care. He was actually doing home health care for the guy. Um, next door, actually, his circle of friends, they're, they're the kind of people where they're the kind of friends where all they do is work. Like they're a group of people that all is don't work and they young people. So they do young people stuff. Well, what about his social media? Is, is he on social media? What was the last post there or anything that indicates anything from that? He has September the 11th. He made a post and September the 12th. That was his last post. And with those posts, both the one on 11th, it says something like he felt like he was going down the wrong road and he was tired of going down the wrong road and he was ready for the road that the Lord wanted him to be on. And then on the on the second one, he just was basically just saying, maybe I just wish that the world could see how big my heart really is. You know, Um, he was just ready to change his get his circumstances different, you know. And he started like calling people from from what I've been told people were calling his friends and stuff were calling and telling me like he was calling and telling them that he loved them. Um, if he did anything to them, he was sorry. Um, any like, you know how you borrow cash, have some money to somebody. If he if they cashed after them, he cashed after them back, you know. So it was like he was trying to get his stuff together on a better path and he wanted a fresh start. He, he, it just was one of those things where this don't make sense. Like it just a person to just vanish in thin air with nobody seeing him at all. And see, and, and that's the question, just to clarify the situation too, because I'm sure people will ask this. His state of mind was that he wasn't depressed. He wasn't, he didn't have anything like that going on. He was more in the mindset of moving his life into a better space than where that's he was. Correct. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, so this is a very interesting uh, set of circumstances. He's 22 years old. Um, and he usually has contact with his kids and stuff, his, you know, on a, on a daily basis or whatever. Right. He literally stayed with my stepmother. So they haven't seen, you know, and he called me literally just about every day just to say, Hey, Ma, are you at work? What you doing at work? You know, um, be careful, be safe. You know, I love you. He always does this little thing that we do for the little rascals. We do this to each other all the time. I haven't, he hasn't done nothing. No signal, no sign, no Facebook texting, no messenger, no anything, nothing, absolutely nothing. Dita, let me ask you this question. Um, you know, I, I know as soon as parents, as soon as parents get to the point where they need to start looking, you know, you're part of helping her with this process. 
Tell me what you guys have encountered since the beginning of this. Well, I feel like if you start wrong, you definitely may end wrong. So it's very, it's, it's imperative that law enforcement understands how serious this situation is. They can't wait until five, six, seven days later to try to get their stuff together. They, they need to know what the Missouri statutes say, how they should respond in light of those statutes and, and work fast, even with the movies that we are familiar with, 24 hours or the first four, or 48 hours. We know that the, that time frame is very important. So it's in this situation, like in a plethora of situations that where I help people, it's like the parents and the families have to be the police officers. So it's like if we're the police officers, what are the police being paid for? Yeah, because I feel like if we, I literally stay on the same street as Hillsdale Police Department and the exactly. city hall, where they can literally walk down the street to talk to me, and nobody has talked to me. And when talking to them today, I was asking them about, is it going to be somebody, a detective or something to talk to me? They explained to me, like, they only have um, limited police officers, and the only detective that they have is the chief. This is another reason why the citizens need to know their rights also. And even those people working for law enforcement, because there is a way for a police department to receive assistance, but they have to request assistance. And maybe they're scared about what requesting assistance looks like or how that will take away from their funding. But you have to do what's in the best interest of the people that you serve. So we should not be protecting and serving ourselves alone. We pay law enforcement to do that. Wow. So, so at this point, I know there was an issue with getting him. Um, there was a little situation earlier where you guys were trying to make sure that his picture was posted on the, on the Highway Patrol website, the Missouri Highway Patrol website. What's happened with that? That was a horror process because, first of all, <laughs> the, the Missouri State Highway Patrol is not going to put anything on their site unless the police departments or the investigating agency is behind it. So... Late last night, I received an email saying that he was not missing. And that's from the state police, the Missouri State Highway Patrol's web. Um, so he's so that's why he wasn't on the patrol's website. So and that's just, you know, and not to cut you off, but that came with the chief telling us that his resources saw Jerry, two resources saw Jerry somewhere. And I asked him, did he follow up? He said no. He said because two people saw him that he had to literally take him off the missing person report because he was no longer missing because two people saw him. So my argument with that was, you didn't go check the, re the, the resource. And then on top of that, you didn't notify me. And then on top of that, how are you gonna take him out of the missing person report when and none of his family members have laid eyes on him? That don't make sense. I'm his mama, I made the report. You were supposed to contact me. My number is on there. My number is everywhere. So you were supposed to contact me, not rely on some reliable sources because who's to say they were telling the truth? So the police department is saying to you that they some that two people allegedly saw him. If so, who are they and where was he seen? I wind up making a Facebook Live at, I believe, 738 that morning in front of the police department requesting answers because I knew this mother should have had a police report number because if she doesn't have it, no one else is going to do anything. The media doesn't want to touch it because they can't verify it because the reporting agency didn't follow protocol. 
you know. So even like the disclaimer on the Missouri State Highway Patrol's website, it's saying the Missouri State Highway Patrol is not the originating source of the information contained on the website. The information is derived from the National Crime Information Center, which is also called NCIC, via the investigating agency and is automatically updated to the web page each day. So if that's the process, we know that the police have to do what they need to do immediately. And as soon as you know your loved one is missing, you should be able to report them missing. They were kind of telling me like, because he's grown, that he, he is not really considered that he's missing per se, because he could have just walked away, which is why they put him in the system as a missing person walk away. And we need to verify which system we're talking about because they put him in Regis. Okay, so that's kind of local thing, but that's not the invest what the investigating agency where they're supposed to put him. They're supposed to enter him immediately, child or adult, immediately once that report is made into NCIC so that the Missouri State Highway Patrol can do what they need to do and spread that across the state. So they're leading the mom and family and community to believe that they're doing their job when they're not. Mom, tell me about the impact that his disappearance is having on you and and where are you with that right now? Honestly, I have I have been praying to God. I have been so strong, you know what I'm saying? And I believe in God. I believe faith. I believe I know that God is going to do exceedingly in the above. So, at this moment, I'm okay with either either result. But I just want the answer. I, like, I just really want to know where he is. Like, it's not, this is not nothing to where somebody just literally just, just disappears with no, no contact, no nothing, and, and never return or respond to any other text message, no nothing. Especially my son. He is a, a loving person. Like, everybody loves Legereus. Everybody loves Jerry's. His godmother is all the woman. So everybody knows him. He's what you call the community kid. Everybody knows and loves Jerry. So with me per se, knowing that my son has been missing since the 13th, I have accepted the result. Either way, I'm okay with it. It's going to hurt, but I'm okay with it. Because at this point, I just want to know answers like even with even with the neighbor like the i asked them i asked the neighbor to show me her ring or to try to look on her ring video to tell to just to be able to tell me if he got in the car with somebody or just to explain to me what he have on she said you know it was blurry you know and i understand that because everybody don't want to be involved in a whole bunch of stuff you know what i'm saying and that's just how it is sometimes it just and plus she's a kind of older lady so i get it but when I asked the police to do something as simple as do the report on trying to find his record so that I can at least see who these numbers are, you're, you're procrastinating on that. Like, so to answer the question, his phone has not been pinged unless it's being pinged now or since I left mom because a lot of, and then to me, it's no, there's no excuse for people in the community not to support a family, their neighbor. Because if it happens to your neighbor, it can happen to you. And I do understand the fears and everything, but we need to hold the neighbors accountable, law enforcement accountable. We need to hold ourselves accountable, the state yeah. and local officials. If you are a representative and you represent these citizens, 
and you want to remain in your seat, you need to do your job. I don't care if you're in the local area, on the state level, or if you're in Washington, D.C. If we are calling you, and I understand you're serving a lot of people, but you have a team. You could have somebody call this mom and let her know we are aware of the circumstances. We are praying for you or we're looking into the matter. We will make some phone calls, but somebody should be saying something. I've tried to contact the mayor. She rides around the neighborhood all the time. I tried to stop her and have a talk with her. She threw her hand up and kept going. Let me ask you a question uh, about his cell phone. Do you know, like, if, if he has a login somewhere on a computer where he pays his bill? Like, are you guys able to, can you think of like, you know, is, is he on a plan with his, you know, with his girlfriend or whatever? He's not on a plan with anybody. He just recently got the phone. So my dad gave him an old phone. So he just recently got the phone and the plan, like he would have to have a pen to be able to get inside of it. That's what the phone company said, but I don't know his pen. So I tried to try to figure out his Facebook information and I couldn't figure it out. So how I was able to be able to get in his inbox was his email is on my phone. So I figured that if his email is on my phone, he connected his email with my cell phone number. So that's how I was able to log in. And I'm not going to lie to you. Some of my little cousins had to tell me this, you know, I, I, I know all of this, but they were telling me. This is how, this is what you do. This is how you do it. And this is how we were able to get in his inbox. So just to see if maybe he inboxed, somebody inboxed him or something. And he was like, hey, all right, come, come on, just pick me up or something. Everybody in the inbox is looking for him. So at this point, do you feel like in your spirit as a mother, do you feel like your son is still alive out there? Or do you feel like he encountered something or someone that just, wanted to do him harm. Maybe he saw something he wasn't supposed to see. What, no. what do you think is the situation? You know, part of me feel like, like I'm confused. Like I'm so confused about everything because even though Jarius is 22 years old, I've had Jarius since I was 14. So he literally right. He was raised up with me and I know my son, you know what I'm saying? Like he ain't no angel, but I know my son and certain things just don't add up to me. It just don't add up and it don't make sense. Like leaving your phone charger, leaving your money, leaving your ID, you know, those type of things you, you need to take with you. You know, you, you didn't come back to get them. You didn't take them with you. So it just makes me feel like whatever you did, it was to come back. So everyone that all of his friends and the messages that you have seen have been people wondering where he is, what's going on, as opposed to anything else. A lot of his friends been coming over here. They're like, ma, where bro at? Like, I'm, I'm looking at him and I don't have an answer. I'm, I'm, his other family members are calling, you know, from uh, Illinois side. Um, his dad's side has not called or reached out or even posted nothing. So that's kind of a little leery to me, you know. And it's just one of those things where I'm confused about everything. I just don't know. I like literally just don't know. If, if, if you were able to, you know, ask people to help you in any way, what would you like for them to do? look or you know try to just pay attention a little bit more to their surroundings even if it's not mine even if it's not mine know know at least know your area to know if somebody is not there no more to try to look out for them even if it's not jerry it's like it could be anybody just make sure that you're paying attention a little bit more to what's going on around you and you know call pick up don't be scared to call nobody and say hey 
I think I seen him or maybe this might be him or whatever. You can save a whole lot of more people this way. We went downtown and it's like so many of these lost souls down there. I'm down there preaching to them. I'm down there telling them I love them. You know how many people need a love? So at this point, I just feel like people should just know that if it's mine this time, it could be yours next time. So what you want, what would you want to do with somebody to do for you? Help do that for somebody else. And, I, and it goes without saying, because we say this a lot. We say this all the time. Theta, what, what would you say, you know, for parents who are in this situation? Because I, I know that, you know, you, you, you've made it your, your life's work to help other families, you know, as they try to maneuver and navigate, you know, these type of situations, which are so unfortunate and it's, it's horrible. What, I guess, do you think are the top three things that are five things that parents need to be aware of or what people need to know? Because, you know, it's a, it's a first time experience for her. Right. So, so yeah. what would you say, you know, to, to parents when they come go through this situation? Well, to make sure, first of all, that you're checking your surroundings and, and that you've called your friends and families, their friends and families to make sure that um, you've at least done that thing before you get the police involved, then get the police involved and hold them accountable because if they if they don't know what to do, tell them what to do. And it, and that's another reason why I exist to to increase awareness of missing persons, but also to help families navigate the missing persons process. So if people call me, then I can help them in advance instead of coming in on the tail end. In this situation, I was glad that that someone contacted mom and referred her to me. You know, so it's nice to know that the work is being seen. People understand that it's imperative for someone to be in my capacity doing what I'm doing. But it's also a good thing for people like the family members to understand what it's like navigating this process. Because as a victim, like the family looking in, they may think, do this, do that is your child. But still, you, you're the victim and the family, they're the victim. So every is so you have to really look at the situation and try to remain calm the best that you can because the mom really needs the support or the father, if if it is a father in this situation, they really need the support. And it's hard when you're feeling like a deer in a headlight and in headlights and you can't you don't know which way is up. You don't know what to do. And then people are still expecting you to go to work and go about your daily activities. How can you do that? when you know that the police are not doing the right thing or they're not providing you with answers or the community is not rallying, there's no no protest, there's nothing, you know, but you have to act like this really didn't happen, but it did happen. And then the judgments. Sometimes people won't work certain cases because they feel like since it's an African-American case, it's not important or we can go through more pain or we can go through more injustice and it's okay because we're used to it. It's in our blood or whatever they want to say, but we're people too. And people of color, they need that attention too. So it's, you know, just having a platform where a person can have the opportunity to share their experience, that, that is so important. And at least we know somebody's listening and that we can keep sharing that as often as possible on social media or Twitter on, on Facebook or whatever platform you're on make the flyers, get out the copies, but it's imperative to know who to call and to do it immediately. Don't let law enforcement tell you that you have to wait 24 to 48 hours before you report your loved one missing, maybe in some other state, but not here in Missouri. These representatives, they only come around during election. You're only knocking on the doors during election. You want to introduce us to you and this, that, or the other and vote for me. But then we don't see you no more. 
We don't hear from you no more. Get out here and start talking to people. People have ideas. People have reason. People have actions. I mean, it's things that can be done that the community could do versus me just having to sit here and wait for you to be able to tell me, oh, hey, this is the rule here in the world. This is the state law. Like, if you get out here and, and kind of fill in with, with the people in the community, then we would know, okay, if something like this happened, then I can call her or I can call him or I can talk to this person and instead of me having to reach out to another lady who literally has the who's going through the same thing as me. When you literally, I voted for you. I voted, that's what I did. I stood in the line. I voted for you. Your job is to represent me when I'm, whatever the, whatever's going on. You should be able to come knock on my door sometime. You come, you, you knock on my door when you want me to vote for you. You want to put the stickers in my yard. You guys want people to share the flyer. If you see something, say something. I mean, that seems to be like the key. And I think social media is very powerful. And it's very interesting when you go through social media and you post things and then you hear you, people start to put little clues up there or, or when they see stuff, they may not call the number, but they'll post something on Facebook, right? Yes, about what, what they've seen. So, so at this point, you guys do have a flyer made. A couple, yes. there are, you know, so, so we'll get the flyer out. Is there anything else that you want people to do to kind of help you guys in this situation? Um, well, I like what you said about if you see something, say something, but I would just yeah. add, and when we say something, do something in whatever capacity yeah. you find yourself please do something. If you're at home and, and you don't have a job and you just do whatever you do, you are important too. Everyone yeah. has something to do to address this missing person's epidemic and also to just support each other as citizens. So if they want to reach me, they can contact me at 314-440-3422 or they can email me at theta at lookingforanangel.org. My website is www.lookingforanangel.org. So in essence, they can call you um, as far as the tips, um, tips that they have. I mean, they can call Hillsdale police, but I know how you guys are feeling about them right now. Um, well, so yes. is, there, is there another number that you guys want people to call? Well, actually, actually, I created a link, a Sway. Sway is a platform where you can create links. So if you click on the link that is posted throughout some of my social media pages, it's going to have um, the St. Louis County Police Department number because they very, they've been very helpful to me in this yeah. process. And I didn't know what was going on with Hillsdale. So I'll amend that and add Hillsdale on there. But I do have the St. Louis County Police number, 911, and I'll make that additional change. Jarius is five foot four and about 140 pounds. He has tattoos of a cross on the left side of his face, the name Jalen on the left side of his neck, and the name Shamika on the right side of his neck. He also has black hair and brown eyes. Is there anything else that you want to add um, that you want people to know or is that uh, about your son and just the circumstances? Just help me bring my baby home. That's all. That's all yeah, I got. I don't have no other kids. That's my only <laughs> child. That's all I got. Just help me find my baby. That's all I'm asking. And I just ask for people to understand that we can't find those we can't see. So that's why it's imperative that even when the police are making these reports, when they're when they're allowing us to make the reports, because sometimes, they, especially with African-American families, they are denying us the right to report our loved ones missing or people of color. They're de they're denying us our rights. So once you get a person like me involved and you're able to push the issue and get that report made, you know, make sure that you're providing them with an image. You know, because we can't find those we can't see. How can you take a police report, but you don't ask for a picture in a day like this? It, it, it's, we, it needs to be addressed.
But I just ask that the mom be encouraged, the family stay encouraged. If you need thank anything, you. I'm here to assist you. And thank you for allowing mom to share her story. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. At this point, Shamika says she's prepared to face what comes next, but all she wants is her one and only son back home. Meanwhile, Theta will keep up the fight for families who need to get their stories out to the public as they navigate the unfortunate circumstance of having a missing loved one. I'll keep an eye on this story and bring you updates as I get them in. If you have a case that you want me to check out, just message me on the Intrigued Full Effect Facebook page or via email at intriguedfulleffect at hotmail.com. Until next time, be safe and stay true. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Intrigued Full Effect, Curious Cases, Disappearances, and Other Stuff podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the host. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The host of this podcast assumes no liability or responsibility for any activities in connection with opinions shared in the podcast. The podcast and blog associated with it shall not be used in any legal capacity or as a basis for expert testimony. Any copyright material in the podcast is approved by the owner or as part of the public domain. Music by Pond5.